0: All right, and welcome back uh, to The Kohler Show. I am your host, Kohler. Uh, real quick, just want to remind everybody to uh, like the video, to subscribe to the channel, or follow the podcast on whichever platform you're using. It's it takes so, it's so quick and easy to do, and uh, it helps out a lot. Well, maybe not, but in the long run, maybe. Um, just don't be a dick about it, all right? Um, so on my previous episode, which was a sports episode, uh, I talked about the new direction the show's going in and here's what I've decided is I don't really, I still don't know what any of this is. I don't know where anything in my career is going. I'm 28 years old and have almost nothing figured out and I'm actually okay with that. Um, and I think most people should be. Um, but I know what I want to do. Do I know the, how to get there? We will see. Um, so I basically, I don't want to be put in a box. I have so many interests. I have so many things that I enjoy following and that I have takes on. I have takes on almost anything. Um, I want to, I want to be a sports writer, but I also want to be a comedian. Um, I want to be a, You know, I would like to dip my toes in the acting. I want to really, an author, I would like to really just across the board try everything. And I think there's a way to do that. Um, I think you're kind of, the way society goes is, uh, you know, you can't do all that stuff. But I would like to at least try. And you know what, maybe one day I will quit or give up and go back to uh, the silly silly jobs that we do that, you know, pass the time that that you get paid for and maybe you work your way up, maybe you don't, you usually get treated pretty badly anyways, so I mean I might as well go for this and try and uh, win the lottery per se and uh, be able to do what I want to do rather than go do something I don't want to do and waste more years of my life doing that. Um, especially when I'm young. I can do that when I'm old. It's not like I have uh, anybody to look out for right now. It's kind of just me, as sad as that may be. The the lights went out, um, literally, which is concerning because I only have three lights. So it's just another hurdle in this thing. Um, but, yeah, anyways, so Powerball is up to $1.5 billion which has to be like one of the highest it's ever been at. I'm not 100% I don't have the facts. I didn't look it up. But 1.5 billion which is a cash payout of I think it was 704 746 million dollars cash payout uh which would be pretty cool. So yeah, I'm playing the playing the powerball. I'm going to win. I'm going to speak it into existence. I'm going to win the powerball. What am I going to do with the winnings? I don't know, you know, like people, whenever you talk about stuff like that, they're always like, oh, I would buy 45 cars and I just don't see myself doing that. Like, I don't even know what you would do with that. Like, I like, oh, I would give it, give it to charity. Like charity is one of the biggest scams there is. I want to give my shit to charity. Maybe start my own charity. But yeah, I just love that one. And it's like one of those things when you're like, I don't want to learn a new language. And people are like, why don't you want to learn a new language? It's like, because I, cause I don't fucking care to learn a new language. It's like, with so with the money thing, I don't know. I don't, I guess I would just I'd buy a nice house, I'd buy a nice car, and you probably wouldn't hear from me again. Well, not, you'd probably hear from me again. I'd probably make a big deal of it. Anyways. Love is blind, um. Love is blind, season three, is out on Netflix. Um. I Netflix is really milking this one. I, they've they've kind of made the seasons longer every time uh, with how they release them, and I thought this was gonna be like the the season finale where it was like you know I'd be able to talk about everything, but they only showed one wedding, um, one and a half weddings. And uh so I guess it'll be another episode on this tomorrow, or not tomorrow, next week. Um so Love is Blind, as previously discussed in another episode of this podcast, is a Netflix show. I like to call it Millennial the Dating Show because it's it's just like the most millennial shit you'll ever see in your whole life. Uh it's people that are lonely and, <laughs> and and can't find anyone that wants to date them. Uh, usually in their like early 30s, late 20s. Uh, there are some people that are like 24, 25 that go on the show, which I think is bonkers. Um, as a 28-year-old man that's single and has never really dated anyone. Um, so you go and they put you in like Mexico. And you go on these these dates where you're just sitting in separate rooms with a wall dividing you. And then you guys just talk about whatever and you and you date everybody that that show gets together, so it's like twenty peop twenty guys, twenty girls, or whatever the number is and then usually it's five or six couples will propose to each other, and then you're engaged, and then you meet each other, have a honeymoon type of thing um where you just kind of bullshit for a week. And then you live together for like two weeks, two and a half weeks. And then you get married. And the whole thing of the show is like at the end, it's like, will they say I do? Which is insane that you would even sign up for that. Like there's no way that these people aren't doing this for followers and attention. There's no way. If I was on this show, It would be for attention pure, almost purely for attention, which I don't know where my life is going to take me in the future. But if I do get on the show, this clip right here will shoot me in the dick um, saying that I do actually fall in love. But what I would do is I would just find the most ridiculous person and chat them up and then just go after them and just have, have my story be the most ridiculous, ridiculous part of the whole show the whole time. And then, of course, say no. And I'd, I'd be the biggest villain for it. But honestly, how can you take this show seriously? It's it's, it's an ass backwards way. Well, I guess that would be a different. Okay. It's an ass backwards way of doing anything. And I get it's like for the, like, I love that they do it because the show is fucking great. Like the stuff you see and the people you see, it's like clearly there's a reason that they're, in this situation and the fact that they have to be matched up with another person that's similarly fucked up is hilarious. Not saying that I'm not because I am. I just wouldn't do it on a show like this. I would rather go on a competition show anyways. So dating now is like this weird, it's almost not possible. It's, there's, there's dating apps and the best way to really do it is, you know, the old school way of just like, you know, having friends. Um, But that's not how it goes ever because most, most of the time there's people already on the dating apps and people are dating multiple people at a time. So it's hard to really even like keep up with any of that, you know, especially if you're like a somewhat average dude. And this isn't, whenever I say stuff like this, it always comes to like, oh, you have like low self-confidence. I'm not low self-confidence. I have probably have too much confidence. It's purely like, like self-awareness. Like, yeah, I don't think I'm a bad looking dude, but I hang out with really good looking dudes. So I hang out with dudes where they don't even like try at bars and like girls just come up and hit on them. And then I'm just the funny friend in the background. Um, and I'm not saying I've not had my day cause I've had my days, but if you're not one of these dudes on the dating apps, which like the numbers is like 10% of the guys get like 80% of the matches from females. And then it's like almost vice versa. Um, so <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, it's impossible basically if you're not like six foot two or like 250, make 250,000 a year and have a boat, which I don't. Um, So dating now is like completely fucked up anyways. And instead of going on this show, I'd rather just like die alone. And I think that's what more people need to come to terms with is you're going to die alone and you need to be more accepting of that. You need to not be going and applying for shows like The Bachelor or Love is Blind or... I mean, too hot to handle. You're probably not going to die alone. You'll probably be fine. Um, But yeah, these people, which I mean, don't, I'm not knocking them for trying. Like, yeah, go try and find the love of your life. And it's only happened like twice in the three seasons of the show. And there's maybe one couple in this season that I like I'm rooting for. But for most of us, you need to just accept that there is nobody um, you're probably gonna sputter out, and, may, and maybe like your 40s or your 50s is where where you'll find love, but it's not now. Um, like most of us are just good looking enough to get laid every once in a while, and then the rest of us are either married already or in cells. Uh, so yeah, that's the positive note of dating is that there's no reason to try. You should just give up. You should just do what I'm doing. Have a podcast that nobody watches and do stand-up comedy at open mic nights that nobody goes to and write blogs that nobody reads. Uh start social media accounts that nobody follows and just live in your own world. Um If you convince yourself enough that you are bipolar, um, your delusions of grandeur will really carry you through the rest of your life. But there's no reason to go on Love is Blind and like fake propose. Like today is November 3rd. I couldn't imagine if I was getting married on December 3rd. Like I've barely liked people enough to text them more than two times. So like it's and honestly, what we should blame is we should blame society, and we should blame the, ra- the way we were raised and everything else, and we should blame social media and we should blame everything but ourselves. We didn't. We didn't do this. Um, there's definitely not an issue with hookup culture. There's definitely not an issue with modern day dating. Um, the cream rises to the top, and. Because of that system, most of us will be unsuccessful. It's, it's capitalism. Most of us will either settle for somebody we honestly don't like, then work a shitty job and, you know, go through the, go through the motions until you either off yourself in your early 40s in, like, a bathtub um, or she cheats on you and you get divorced and then you have to, like, go through, like, the whole, you know, raising divorced kids thing. Um, which further fucks up society or lost my train of thought there, but those are like the two best options. Like for most of us that aren't, you know, that top 10% guy that are like, like I'm five foot 10. Um, even when I was employed and not living in my parents' basement, I only made, you know, like I only made like a hundred grand, 120 grand. Like it wasn't that much. Um, to like you know, I had enough to go like blow it out on the weekend, and then that was all the real time I had. And um, and you're gonna get fat, and like, you're just you're gonna lose all all motivation to do anything by the time you're like 26. So if you are one of those people, do it by like 26, because once you get to like 30 and you're not making all that money, like it's not a good look. So you should just what I'm saying is if you're good looking settle and if you're not good looking work really hard at something that nobody cares about, hoping that one day it does blow up and maybe you'll hit the lottery. Call back to earlier Powerball 1.5 million. Maybe you'll hit the lottery and you will get famous or you'll have a successful company blow up like Elon Musk or, and I, I'm not talking really too much to females. Like, I mean, most of you go for like that upper echelon guy and only 10% of you are going to get that. So the rest of you need to buy cats, um, get a one-bedroom apartment, like upgrade from the studio to the one-bedroom apartment or like get out of the two-bedroom apartment with a roommate or a three-bedroom apartment with a roommate and, you know, get a one-bedroom apartment and live by yourself and get into something um, political that you're really passionate about, like uh, climate change, and once you're once you're so into climate change, you just that becomes your whole personality. Is that and like cats, and and uh, that's all you talk about. And like every guy finds you unbearable, anyways. And you just spend your nights flipping through the Netflix romance section movie, trying to find a good rom com that kind of like encapsulates what you're going through but like rom-coms have happy endings and maybe one day you'll figure it out but probably not and and that's what dating is today and for guys like if you blow up if you if this podcast gets millions of views and like I get picked up by barstool sports and I and I you know get millions of followers I will be happy and I will have made it to the mountaintop. Um, is it likely? No, it's actually extremely unlikely. So even like trying this is like super stupid. Um, especially since all of what I say will be uploaded to the internet and then used against me in the future. So love is blind. Uh, so these couples they go into these rooms, right? Without seeing each other wall in between them. But there's like, it's like kind of like a lighting wall so you can kind of see shadows. So they go in there and and all these couples and like you get the producers obviously do a really good job of of showing you what every couple is about or every person is about individually before they become a couple. Um, So I just wanted to kind of touch on the best parts of that through the couples that go through and um, there will be spoilers obviously cause I'm going to be talking about it. So if you don't want to hear all of this and you want to actually watch the show, like leave. Cause I don't feel bad about if you like are like, Oh, you spoiled that. Um, so yeah. So the first couple we're going to talk about is the couple they actually showed is SK and Raven. SK is a 34-year-old Nigerian dude, uh, which is, a, that's like a good age to go on the show, a, like, good-looking dude. Raven is a total, like, she's hot. Raven is hot. Um, and she has a thing with, she she was picking between SK and Bertice, But uh, in the pods, all she would do while people were talking to her was, like, work out, like, do jumping jacks and shit. Which is like not only extremely disrespectful, but like so ridiculous. Uh, like I don't know why she thought that was like, like I get you need to get your reps in. But like, shouldn't that be something you do? I don't know their schedule also in the pod, so I can't really judge them too much on that. But I would think you would have time to do like 90 minute little session workout in the morning. Maybe something before you go to bed there. Uh, maybe don't or maybe, you know, take the week off because you're on a show. But, yeah, so Bertice tells her this, like, story, and she's doing jumping jacks, and, like, of course he can see the shadow through the glass, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, you know, not a good look. So she goes with, uh, she says yes to SK, who's very traditionally Nigerian, and, you know, expects, you know, they're doing all these Nigerian culture things which is a lot of cool stuff. Like, I'd like to go to a Nigerian wedding. Um, they have cool outfits. I would love to buy one of those. Um, but, yeah, it's it's weird. They're not really – that's another thing with this show is physically, like, none of these couple. well, not none of, none of these couples. Mm-hmm. None of physically, some of the couples, like, usually it's a one or two every show. Like, they don't physically get it. Um, so I guess it took some time for them to – and you know, they go through their ups and downs and like, this is this is a good one. This is one you're rooting for. You're rooting for these kids, even though they're both older than me. Um, and another part of the show, which I find like super, super crazy is they go through this whole thing, which means they send out like, I don't know if it would be a letter or a text or an email, but you invite all these people to your wedding, right? Not even knowing if the person's gonna say yes. Like do you know how pissed I would be if I spent like a Saturday going to a fake wedding where you get there and it's like your boy from high school that you've known since like the 6th grade and he invites you and like I mean I wouldn't have a date but theoretically you and your date like take your whole Saturday out you get all dressed up and then he gets up there and then he's like they're like the the guys like and this is what happens because S.K. says no. He's like, no, I don't want to marry you. And then she leaves and cries. And by the way, S.K.'s mom is a saint. Like, that lady was so nice. Uh, she played that perfectly. I don't know if she pl- played that's the right word because she was just being a good person. S.K.'s mom's a good person. Um, she goes and comforts Raven after he says no. But imagine you're standing in the, you know, in the stands, in the crowd, Imagine you're attending the wedding and your boy SK from high school invites you and you get all dressed up and you drive an hour and a half out to the location. And you're like, oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to be cameras here. And then he gets up there and then he says, no, like, is there still a reception? Do you still get like an open bar at least? Because if you just go there and there's no open bar and you stand, like I would be pissed. If you, like, get all dressed up and, like, they're wearing all these, like, Nigerian garb, whatever. I don't know what they're called, technically. Uh, but it's, like, dude, don't invite me if you're going to say no. Because you know when you're going to, you know you're going to say no, like, the night before. At least, like, shoot me a text. But, yeah, that was, that was the most. Yeah. So that was SK and Raven's Wedding. Um, it was interesting. So next couple, uh, Bertice and Nancy, which is the next couple where they, this is the one they leave you in the cliffhanger before next week's, uh, Bertice and Raven have like a thing. Cause like Raven's a good look, like she's a hottie. Um, Bertice is like tall and like in shape. And, and by the way, like the most corny, cheesy guy you'll ever see on a dating show is Bertice. Like, it's like. I don't know him personally. I don't know if you'd appreciate this or even see it being that like four people see this podcast every, every episode. But Bertis is just like, every time he's on screen, you're like, you're getting ready for him to say some shit where you're like, dude, really real. Like anytime any time they do something like lovey dovey, you're like, Oh my God, bro. It's like uncomfortable or cringe. I believe would be the correct terminology um, so yeah, him and, him and Raven are like, that's who you think they're. he's going to be like, yeah, you want to marry me? And then you're like, okay, this is like, this is going to work. This is the, this is the 10% dude with the hot chick. Um, but he says no, because obviously she's doing jumping jacks when he's telling her like a story of like his mom dying or something. I don't even, I don't remember what it was. it was. I don't know if it was that, but he's telling her a story and he's like, so he says, he asked Nancy to marry him, which Nancy's pretty great. She's, she's a fun girl. Like this is a girl and sorry, I can't do this with the dudes. I can only do it like as they were my friend and, and girls, I can tell you what it would be like if I was trying to date them. Um, Like Raven, me and Raven, she wouldn't find me attractive if, if I met her at like a bar or at a party and like I would try and like land like two jokes and they probably wouldn't. They'd probably go right over her head. She just doesn't seem like that kind of person that really likes comedy. And then she would be like, this guy's weird. And it would just never, it would never work. We probably wouldn't really be friends. Um, like if I met her and then saw her again, she wouldn't remember who I was. And she'd be, I'd be like, oh, hey, it's Kohler from, uh, from, you know, from Bob's birthday party. And she'd be like, I don't, sorry, I meet a lot of people. You're like, okay, bitch. I'm not saying she's a bitch, I'm just saying she wouldn't remember me personally. Uh so Nancy is like very nice. Um she's older, so she's like thirty I've written down she's thirty two and I believe Bertice was twenty five, which twenty and he looks way older. He looks like, he looks forty. Um but like twenty five is way too young to go on the show. Like you should still be going out to the bar every night. Uh, When you're 25, you you should be like, you know, winding up at random apartments where like four people are sitting around a table at the after party, like doing blow. And like you're sitting there, you're trying to get laid still, or like you're at least talking to somebody that, you know, maybe you're interested in and like you, you send like a you up text. That's the part of his life he should be in. Not like I need to get married to a random, random person that I've never seen before. And that becomes like a big issue here big issue here um so Nancy, who's like kind of more like a she's like a smaller Mexican lady, she's not not attractive um she kind of looks like her breath would smell, but that's just again that's just off optics. I'm not saying it does that's just my thoughts from watching the show and um she's not like not unattractive she's not like a smoke um she the first night she's talking about like if she like blew up the bathroom at somebody's house that they were visiting like if they went on like one of those like the office the michael scott episode with the small tv where mike or uh jim and pam and dwight and angela is Dwight and angela no uh andy and Angela go and visit them and like that like that's what i imagine she's talking about um but she's like yeah if i blew up the toilet and it was and it wouldn't go down if it wouldn't flush and, and like they're in the bathtub night 1 talking about this i would immediately grab my shit and leave like that's that shit that i don't like what night 1 in the bathtub. No. No. Um, but yeah, that type of girl is what we're talking about. She would probably, she'd either really like me or like I would do something to offend her and she would probably never talk to me again, too. Um, but yeah, Bertice, after they, all the couples get together one night and they meet during this honeymoon phase when like the six couples are in this honeymoon and this time it was in Malibu and they get together and everybody meets each other like oh that's what you look like oh cuz they all technically dated each other 3 days before this and Bertieze is like yeah Raven's fucking hot and he's he's saying some questionable stuff and then they go home and him and Nancy are chilling in the bed and Bertieze is like he's like yeah like I would definitely rather bang Nancy for sure like I would or or Raven for sure. He's like I would I would tear that ass up. Paraphrasing again, um, he's all about he's he's like he's like I would never go for you, which like just I get he's being honest looks wise and maybe they're like trying to propel the storyline or the concept of the show, but logically as a man not saying i've always made the best moves but that's like the worst move like you should probably keep that one to yourself or maybe wait till like your confessional with the producer and say it because you know you're not going to say yes to this girl anyways um but yeah this was like the whole thing with them and then like a bunch of stuff happens and they're like He says some stuff about abortion where he's all weird about and he's weird with her all a few times and like it's like he turns off his corny switch when the cameras aren't rolling and then she's like yeah he's just being weird and then it goes back and he's like yeah I was being weird because the cameras were off and then like the day before the wedding they go and get these bracelets that are like welded onto their wrist and the wedding happens and this is where... We're left is Nancy says, yes, I do. I want to marry you. And it goes to end of the episode, and you're like, what's going to happen? And this is where I'll start with my predictions. And I think Bertie says no. Why do I think Bertie says no? I think because he's 25 and not physically attracted to her. And, you know probably you know is getting off on like the amount of followers he's getting and he'll probably lean back into that abortion take that he had where she's like she's like for eugenics and not like you know like not like the hitler kind of eugenics but like if my kid was like you know mentally disabled i would and i knew i could fix it she would abort it He's probably gonna lean into that and be like yeah that was not cool that's why i said no um which is whatever, like that's fair. If you if that's your beliefs, that's fair. I don't really ever think he was gonna say yeah. I mean, it, same personality with Raven, yeah, he would say yeah. Um, and also one thing I forgot to touch on, um, is Nancy has this weird thing in the pods with this guy Andrew, this Asian guy. Don't know why that matters, but he is Asian and he is a guy. And so Nancy and this guy Andrew have this thing in like And Andrew's just like this weirdo, well not weirdo, but he's like trying to be like the most interesting man on earth type thing going. And Nancy basically says no to him. He's clearly there for just the followers because it cuts to the uh the the interview after he gets denied the proposal and he's, you know, putting in eye drops to make it look like he's crying all time bad guy of the show. He, uh, he goes and meets up with them at the bars when they get back to Dallas. They're all from Dallas, which surprise, this is a fucking Texas show. Um, they all get back to Dallas and he's like chatting it up with Nancy. Nancy's crying. Bertie's flexes on him. He's like, what dude? Like I'm kind of concerned now that you guys are talking and after that's never brought up again, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Something I should have brought up probably, you know, linear, linearly in time. Um, The next one we're going to talk about is Matt and Colleen. So Matt and Colleen, Matt and Colleen, Colleen, Colleen like gets turned down by like three guys. And Colleen's the one that I like. I think she's the most attractive. Anyways, ballerina, Ballet dancer, ballerina, totally up my alley. Um, Maybe not the brightest bulb, kind of like, you know, says she's she's like a sorority girl. So, yeah, I mean, ballerina girl, that's, you know, kind of ditzy. That's, that's generally my vibe. And she gets turned down by Brennan and Cole, who we're going to talk about in a minute. And she ends up with this dude, Matt, who had previously been married, despite... She's only 28. She's 25. So, again, she's way too young to be on the show. She should be, you know, she's one of those people that she could make it. She w- might not end up with cats. So she should have tried it, tried way harder than before going on the show. And Matt's like this just insecure. Um, he was married before and his wife Uh, cheated on him with like one of his friends and got pregnant and they got divorced. And so now he has all these, like all this mental baggage and anytime Colleen does anything, that's not what he likes. He's just like, fuck it, dude, I'm out of here. Like the most dramatic guy you could ever see in like a show. So he's, so he, this whole time, like her and her and Cole had a thing, but Cole ended up picking a different girl. So, she like talks to Cole and Cole's like, you're attractive. And he, she's like, yeah, you're, you're pretty attractive too. And that turns into like him leaving. And then they go out one night and they're like, Oh, let's go to a club. And the guys end up not going to a club, but the girls do. So it becomes a girl's night and he gets all pissed and drunk and packs his shit. And you're like, dude, this guy sucks. And you know, He seems like a pretty successful business guy, but, like, chill. So, anyways, they go through this whole thing. I don't think they're going to make it. It's, like, by far the most unnecessary drama, which is great for the show. But um, the most unnecessary drama, they haven't even gotten to their wedding or anything yet. Um, And I think they're, like, I think he might say yes because, like, time's running out. Well I think she's gonna say no. I think Colleen's like, no, fuck this guy. Like, you're crazy. Cause even, even before, like, they're having dinner with his friends and she's like, Yeah, I would say no. So or maybe it's with her parents. I can't remember. he. So yeah, I think she says no there. Um and then Cole and Zeneb, like this one's the most complicated here for me to uh to determine. Um Cole is, like, this, like, man-child. He's only 26, I think. Yeah, I wrote down 26, so he's 26 in this video. Cole's, like, he said, like, they sit down, and he's asking people, like, do you like the Jonas Brothers because that's a deal-breaker, like, and I get you, you have to go somewhere with this conversation. You can't just... It's hard to just start these conversations without actually seeing somebody, and you're just kind of talking through a wall. So he's twenty six. Technically Colleen would have been the better match. Whatever. That probably would have worked. It it would have been like a Willy Wonka wedding, but whatever. He ends up with Zeneb, who's a 32 year old flight attendant. Um and this girl, this girl's a disaster. I like I think I've dated girls that are like this and just not my like not not a fun not fun that would be my uh my uh explanation of her just not fun uh i think they're both annoying <laughs> like matt matt's super annoying and like just super or not matt cole is just super like unaware of just ge- general surroundings at one point He's like, they're having dinner, and he just straight up asks her, like, are you bipolar? Which, not what you want to do. Uh, he makes the same mistake Bertis makes, and he's like, I'm just not attracted to you like I am, Colleen. I don't know why. Like, don't, like, it just... Dude's just got marbles going on up there. Um, But I do think... That Zeneb is just, she's going to be committed to the point where she, she says yes. And I think Cole is going to be so far down this rabbit hole that he says yes, but by the reunion, they will be not together. It's one of those things where it's almost optics and then we'll see if they last, but I don't think they do. And the last couple is Alexa and Brennan. Um, big hurdle here is Alexa is Jewish and Brennan is not but overall this this couple gets oh well the gets along the most um Alexa's not my personal cup of tea but I feel like we would be friends like she just seems like a fun girl she has fun friends her dad's a cool guy uh Brennan's kind of just like this whatever dude which is perfect so the only like issue there is like will he be enough and make enough money because she was like a high-flying lifestyle. Our parents clearly come from money. But I am rooting for them, and I do think they both say yes, and this is our best shot at love in this story. So through three three seasons, as far as I know, there's one couple still together. Um, This would be our best shot at the second one. So we will see, and that is where we're at. Leading into next week, um, hopefully that flowed together a little good. I'm still trying to get it down. The whole it's just rambling for 35 minutes. I'm not time. I'm not time. I'm not Tim Dillon yet, obviously. So it's a work in progress. We don't know where we're going to be or where we're going to end up, and we're doing our best, doing our very very best. But that is where we're at on that. Uh, I will be back recording an episode next. I got to change shirts. So it looks like it's a different day. Uh, Probably out tomorrow will be my college football picks and previews for the weekend. So it will be a sports show. But until then, I'm Kohler. This is the Kohler Show.